What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Button Pushers. I am your host, David Lukens. It's so good to be back in the studio. It's another beautifully mediocre day in Fargo. I'm probably going to start saying that every time just because it's fun to say. Don't get on me for it. But speaking of not beautifully mediocre, something that was super exciting, the playoffs started yesterday. That's right. And if y'all saw my Twitter, y'all know, but I'm just going to be telling everyone right here right now. I'm going to be taking advantage of the fact that not much is going on in the NFL right now, and I'm going to be doing NBA playoff series where I drop an episode every single day about reviewing the games from the day before. So today, I'll start by reviewing the games from yesterday. So, you know, y'all make sense? That makes sense? Great. I hope it does, because we're going to be jumping into it right away. Yesterday, we had playoffs day one. There was four games, the Jazz versus the Nuggets, the Raptors versus the Nets, the Sixers versus the Celtics, and then the Clippers played the Mavericks. And all four of these games were actually fun to watch. I enjoyed watching all of them. But without further ado, let's hop into the first one, which is the Jazz versus the Nuggets. First of all, the Nuggets won 135 to 125. So spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you didn't know that. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, man. Hey, man, he got me out of breath. He was fantastic. He had 57 points. Man looked like he had every single badge in 2K last night. I don't even know what was going on. He had the third most points in a playoff game, and he looked like he had that Hall of Fame or Superstar 1 layup package. Man was playing in my park against some brown shirts last night. He looked very smooth, and this could definitely be a sign of the player that he could be in the future because he was doing this in the bubble, too, where he was just like make like he's a shot creator so he'll create his shots and he was having a really nice step back last night that i saw multiple times and if it's just going in like he's gonna do very well in the league if he continues to do what he's doing but he wasn't the only one that did fantastic in that game jamal murray also had 36 points and man he was showing up in the clutch Jamal Murray was probably the reason they won because he scored a lot of their points in the in like the fourth quarter and overtime. Uh, Don and Mitchell obviously also showed up late in the clutch. Like they were both fantastic in that game. And all in all, this game was super competitive throughout, but it finished just as I expected because I expect the Nuggets to take this series. Michael Porter Jr. probably didn't play as well as I'd hoped. Like I was kind of amping him yesterday, but. This was a good game. This was a really good game. I'm excited to see how the rest of this series goes. Like I said, I'm assuming it's going to be Nuggets in six because this one, although it was a 10-point game, like the Jazz were in it up until the end. The Jazz were in it very close up until the end. Next, we go over to the East to play the Raptors and the Nets. This one, on the other hand, was not close. This one, the Raptors took 134 to 110, which is a 24-point game. And it sounds closer than it was. Trust me. I was watching the game. It was the Raptors got off to a very, very hot start. They they got takeover for sure. And then the Nets were just ice cold. They were trash. They were trash. They definitely missed Kyrie Irving. They definitely missed Kevin Durant. DeAndre Jordan, like, they missed their players because they were not looking good. But Joe Harris did look pretty good in the game. I can't lie. I can't lie. He's got long hair now. He kind of looks like... Okay, I'm not going to think of it, but he looked pretty cool. Fred Van Vliet did amazing. Not only did he do his thing, but he did fantastic. He had 30 points and 11 assists, and he had some eye-opening threes, man. That guy could not miss yesterday. At one point, he was 6 for 7. Like, he was just getting off to the hottest start. And I saw a stat where he was, like, either the first, like, it was, like, first Raptors player or something like that to have 30 and 10. I don't know. 
I didn't see the stat like that. I was just glancing at it. But yeah, the, the Raptors had a lot of the role players step up and play well too. OG Ananobi, man, that guy looks really good last night. He had three threes by the by the at the end of the first half, excuse me. And man, just he just looked very well. The rest of the Raptors looked very well. Marcus Sol did his thing. And I expect the next three games of this series to be just like this. Another Eastern Conference game, the Sixers versus the Celtics. The Celtics took this one 109 to 101, and this game went down to the wire, man. This one was really close. Embiid, from the very opening tip-off until he had five fouls at the end and couldn't do much, looked fantastic. The only reason he couldn't do much in the end was because the refs were just waiting to give him a six. Like, everyone knew that. Like, he probably did deserve, like, five shooting fouls, and Marcus Smart was doing a great job of making Embiid foul him while he was driving. Like, by by the end of it, everyone was just expecting Embiid to get that sixth, so he couldn't really do much in the end of the game. And Jason Tatum, man. Jason Tatum did not have five fouls, and he was a dog last night, bro. He had 21 points in the first half. That was crazy. He, he couldn't miss for a while. He could not miss. He looked like a true superstar last night. I I wanted him to establish himself as an alpha for the Boston Celtics, and that's exactly what he did. That man, he unlocked his true potential last night. I think this is a sign for what is to come with Jason Tatum. I think he's going to be the next Celtics superstar and I hope he's like I hope he's like this for a long, long time. Cause he's I don't know, he's cool, he's cool. The Sixers just at the end of the day, they didn't shoot very well. And Ben Simmons' presence was definitely missed on the defensive side. Because the Celtics would get a lot of looks inside and outside. They were able to stretch the floor however they wanted. And then the Sixers kinda had to adjust their game to what the Celtics were doing, rather it being vice versa. And you know if you play sports, or if you don't, you might not know you might know this too. If you are able to like manipulate the floor or like the field or whatever plane surface you're on, if you are able to dictate what's happening, then you are going to win the game. And the Celtics did just that. And now for what I think was the best game of the night, the Mavericks versus the Clippers, man. It was 118 to 110. Clippers got the W, Clippers got the W. Kawhi Leonard looked fantastic. He scored 29, he had 12 and six. And then Paul George did very well putting up 27 points and a dagger to seal the win. The Clippers did look very good. The Clippers did look very good, but you'll notice that my tone is off and that's, we'll get to that later. It's just like something happened in this game if you didn't know yet. The player of the game though was Luka because he had 42 points on this Clippers team that had no answers for the Mavericks offense. Like the Mavericks, started off ice cold i think it was like 20 to 5 at one point and then the, they caught up so quick and the clippers were down for the majority of the game until the fight broke out yeah this definitely changed the game for those of you who did not know porzingis was ejected because of this fight but he got a technical foul earlier in the game for punching the air which i thought that was a really weak call too like but the second tech, he and Marcus Morris kind of got into it. They got into some words. Marcus Morris, like, he kind of grabbed Luka Doncic and things got chippy. And then Porzingis came over and they pushed each other. And they got double techs for that. So both Marcus Morris and Kristaps got techs. And since it was Kristaps' second, he got ejected. 
and the commentators were just not having it. They were like, that's a weak foul. Like, I hate how players get ejected like that. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I really agree with that. I hate how players get ejected for something that weak. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard to argue with something that's justified. Like, yes, by the rule books, like, those are two technical fouls, but those are just two weak technical fouls. Like, if a player gets ejected, you don't want to see him get two weak technical fouls. When I see a player get ejected, I'm expecting him to, like, break somebody's nose, you know? Like, I'm expecting him to throw hands if he's getting ejected. So, it was just kind of a bummer that Kristaps got ejected. By the rule book, he probably should have been, but it completely altered the game, and it was just kind of... Like, like I've said already multiple times, it was weak calls, weak calls, and it, it made me upset because even though I think the Clippers should win the finals, this game, the Mavericks should have won. The Mavericks definitely should have won, but the refs just tried to flex their muscles by getting Kristaps out the game and showing who they were, and it completely altered the game as the Mavericks had the lead and ended up losing. So that was kind of disappointing for me. I didn't really like how the refs did that, but... There's not going to be a lot of content in these episodes, just like, fair warning, I'm not going to the episode yet, of course I got to do a button pusher for y'all, but there's not going to be a lot of content content in these episodes, like, I, because I'm not giving anything time to build up, I can't release an episode on, like, a bunch of topics, this is just going to be short, simple episodes that discuss the games from the day before, and that way it can kind of help you guys in your day too, like, you don't have to sit down and watch this, or listen to this, excuse me, you can just take it on the go, it's only about 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes. But last part, if you guys are still here, you better be because it's only been 9 minutes and 48 seconds. We got a button pusher for y'all. Man, you know the thing that's been pushing my buttons today? The fact that all these people are hopping either off or on a Lakers bandwagon. I hate this bandwagon, bro. People have been watching the Lakers in the bubble and they're like, ugh, like... They start switching up their vote for who they pick to win the finals. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, Lakers are going to take it for sure. Like, Lake Show, I'm a Lakers fan. And then as soon as they go 4-4 four four in the bubble, everyone... Okay, besides my friend Griffin, because if you're hearing this, bro, I respect you because you actually follow the Lakers. But everybody else that I've been talking to that used to be like, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, they're not a Lakers fan anymore. They're like, oh yeah, I'm a Clippers fan or like, I'm a Mavericks fan. That's a big one now. That's a big one. If you're a Mavericks fan now and you were a Lakers fan earlier, I have no respect for you. Just pick a team and stay with it. I'm a Rockets fan. I'm a diehard Rockets fan. I'll never be a Lakers fan. I wish y'all could be the same, but y'all just keep going with whatever team is popular and is pushing my buttons. Nah, it's really not that bad, but it is kind of annoying. If you guys are going to be weak like that, just pick a team, you know? I don't really care who you pick because we're just going to have debates about it anyways. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show. We got day two of the NBA playoffs coming tomorrow. Stay tuned. This was David in the studio. Peace.